Hi, and welcome to the Vine Community Church Podcast. We hope that what you're about to hear will help you to flourish in God's grace and bear fruit through loving God, loving each other, and loving our community. Good morning. Hey, I had four people over here. This side was really good with that. Good morning. All right, great. Okay. And uh, it's good to have you here at the Vine, and uh, we are delighted to be here together. And we are going through the book of Romans. And uh, so today uh, we are looking at another, another difficult passage. Um, and yet we're committed to going through the scripture, our, our pastors, elders, in uh, going through scripture verse by verse to teach the whole word of God, even when it seems uh, uncomfortable to hear it. And so we saw that uh, Mark uh, Pugh preached a couple weeks ago uh, uh, from Romans 1, 16 and 17, which was really the summary um, theme verse of Romans. So let's look at it just a second. It says there, Paul writes, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for the salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to, for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. And just, uh, <clears throat> this is a wonderful verse we could spend, <laughs> we've, we've spent lots of time looking at it and we'll continue to go back to it. But uh, one thing I want you to just be aware of again is, notice here verse 17 where it says, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed. Um, And then, uh, so we who are Christ followers in this room, online, all over the world, who know Jesus and his saving work, guess what? The righteousness of God has been revealed to you, right? Right? Right, yeah, he has revealed it to you. He has given and credited to your very life his very right standing, his righteousness. And this is, this is better than you would ever imagine. And at the same time, God's character is a God who's, who's righteous and wonderful, and he pours out his grace in that way. But also he is a God of wrath, and we've seen that. And, and uh, verse 18 that follows 17, isn't that surprising? It says, for the wrath of God is revealed... So you see, the righteousness is revealed, the wrath is revealed. It is all revealed because because some who believe in Jesus and who trust God as the creator and God as the Lord, his righteousness is revealed to them by faith. And for those who reject God and his creatorship and his creating every every person in his image and then giving them uh, the, the kind of, Uh, instructions from his word of how to live and they've rejected it the hard news is there is the wrath of God and so uh, we've been looking at that and seen also uh, that uh, as verse 18 talks about the wrath due our sin verse 19 and 20 uh, there teaches and goes on to say that there is a creator and yet some suppress the truth of God and exchange it for a lie, verse 25. And, and here's, um, here's an important point, is every time you sin, you are exchanging the truth of God for a lie. 
Did you know that? And, and what you are doing when you're actually sinning, and this is, this is the stark reality, is you're, you're abandoning God. You're saying, I am going to do what I want when I want to, because I want to do this. And you see, every person in this room, Christian or non-Christian, struggles with this, right? Would you agree? We all struggle with this. And there are times and moments in our life where we refuse to submit to God's authority, his lordship over us. So, so here, here's the point, and we've been emphasizing this each week in this series, especially the last few um, we all desperately need the gospel. Every one of you in this room desperately needs the gospel of Jesus. And it starts with me. And so, um, you know, sometimes I wake up um, and I'm, I'm headed downstairs. I go down the stairs. And great news is at the bottom of our stairs, there's a room with a little lamp in the corner and it, it turns on, I've got it on a 5 a.m., it turns on on the timer. And I come down and the light is on and it's like that little, that's a little light. I mean, I don't know, it's like 60 watts. And it like fills my stairs and fills the room. And the, otherwise, my house, when I wake up, typically it's gonna be completely dark. And it's possible, because I'm getting clumsier and clumsier, I could fall down those stairs. But I have this light to help me, to guide me, to help me down the stairs to get safely to the place of where I need to go. Well, in, in a spiritual way. You see, in our sin, we are in complete darkness. And what we all need, and many of us have experienced, is Jesus... John 8, is the light of the world, and he, his light, when he shines in our life, when we understand his work and his salvation, he gives us guidance for not just getting to heaven, but learning how to live well right now in this life. This is the wonder of the gospel. This is good news. And we, many of us, have have experienced and tasted and know it. <clears throat> and yet there is the darkness of sin and it seems like it's not getting brighter in our culture, or our world, does it? It seems that we around us are facing more and more consequences of rejecting God. And so we're gonna look at that today from our passage and it's in Romans chapter one and beginning in verse 26 and is usually usual and always we remind you this is God's word this is God's word verse 26 of chapter 1 for this reason God gave them up to dishonorable passions for their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature for those that are <clears throat> And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. 
And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. And so um, today, as we look at this passage, we're reminded that Paul is writing to the Gentile world. It's the church at Rome. And the church at Rome is dealing with all sorts of um, crazy, you know, we would call it the sin of license, licentiousness. It was crazy wild. And almost anything went in Rome. And here in verse 26, we see the phrase, for this reason... And this refers back to Paul as he begins his whole logic from verse 17, that the righteousness of God is revealed. And then verse 18, the wrath of God is revealed. And then the consequences of that wrath of God being revealed. You see, sin's due penalty is a life of bondage both now and forevermore. Rejecting God puts us in a downward spiral of sin and, and we, we ourselves, when that happens, we need rescue. The only way to get out of that downward spiral is rescue of the good news of the gospel of God. A problem with people in our culture today, maybe you even think this way, perhaps, people who reject God are not living in freedom. It's actually the opposite. They're in bondage and they don't even realize it. So today, as outlined, we're going to look at two uh, simple points. First of all, sin leads to a lifestyle of bondage. And we see this in verse 26 and 27. Three, three times in this general passage here, uh, God, God, Paul says that God gave them up. Last week we saw in verse 24 where it said, um, therefore God gave them up in the lust of their heart to impurity. And in verse 28, it says God gave them up to a debased mind. And then thirdly, in verse 26, God gave, them, gave up those who reject him, abandon him. It says God gave them up to dishonorable passions. What, what are those? See, the passions of that are dishonorable are ungoverned. They're out of control. They're whatever we want <laughs> to do and not ordered by God who knows us best and knows how we should live well and knows how we can really live in true life and joy and peace and gladness. You see... Uh, when God pours out his judgment, we're going to see in this passage that he, uh, he's not the one who does the abandoning first. It's the unbeliever has abandoned God. 
and says, I don't want you. And then what God does is he abandons the unbeliever unto their sin or the darkness, the consequences of their sins, if you will. And here God gave those who rejected knowing him over to their out-of-control passions. And we see this um, kind of detailed in verse 26. Look at it again. For this, this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions for their women, exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And, and the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. You see, women exchanged physical or natural relations for those that are contrary to nature on how God created them. And men did the same thing. These two verses are describing what we would call same-sex relations. Women with women and men with men. And Paul states clearly here that same-sex practices are sinful. Paul uses homosexuality both in the female and male expressions as an example of giving us mankind who's out of control and who have fallen into their own desires. And God allows them simply to live in it, the consequences of those. Here God gave those over who rejected knowing him over to out-of-control passions. Verse 26 talks about this again. And then verse 27 ends with the sad words that they received in themselves the due penalty for their, sin, for their error. So, so what is that due penalty? It's also the word due is uh, the necessity of it. Well, let me try to describe it. We, we talked about this in worship review. Uh, which worship review? Each week we review the sermons to make sure the pastors aren't blundering and, and we're focused and we get pretty much, you know, we're, we're together kind of bringing the clarity of the, the gospel. Um, and, and here's what came out of that is um, the picture of what does it mean for us to receive the penalty due to their sin is that God gave them up to their own darkness. You see, uh, think about that if you went into a massive Ikea warehouse and there were no windows and you're in there locked and trapped maybe for days and it's completely dark. There's not a spot of light. And there's just one door for you to get out and escape to get into the light, to get free from the darkness. What would happen if, that, if, if you were in that kind of massive place and you're, you're, first of all, you know you would be wandering around aimlessly. And, and you really wouldn't know the right direction. What, sometimes you'd be, which direction's up? You'd be so disoriented. And you'd trip over a bedpost. You might fall down the escalator. I mean, you're going to get hurt. It's a natural consequence of living in complete darkness. And one thing is true is on your own, you will not find that small little door. 
You're not capable. You're, in fact, when you're living in darkness, in, in the darkness of sin, you actually don't even want to find the door, so you're not even searching for it. You're just stumbling around. Time to live how you thought you should live. You see, um, our lives, uh, in our lives spiritually, we need Jesus, the light of the gospel. We need him and his work and his light and life to show us he is the way, the truth, and life. He's the door. He's the, he's the way to life both in this world and the next. But when God gives you up, he abandons those who by their unbelief have chosen to abandon him and live in their darkness. And God abandons them to their sins due penalty. <clears throat> but pause for a moment because Paul is not just singling out one specialty group here. He's not talking about just a group of people. Let's continue on in verse 28 through 32. And we'll see secondly here that sin imprisons the minds. And we see that in verses 28 through 32. Paul is writing here to all of us that our sin and the darkness of it, that we deserve his wrath. Now look briefly with me at this list of sins, and it's not exhaustive, and ask yourself, have I ever struggled with any of these? Okay, look at them again. There are 21 of them. All manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice, full of envy, hmm. murder, hmm. strife, deceit, maliciousness, gossips, slanders, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil. At the end of verse 30, we have this phrase, disobedient to parents. Kids, ever, have you ever been disobedient to your parents? <clears throat> verse 31 goes on, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless, there are two verses. This is, there are 21 sins listed here. And notice that murder and gossiping and disobeying parents are all put in the same list. It seems a little, you got the extremes, right? But Paul's point is making here is these are the sins of the Gentiles who God <clears throat> gave them over to the darkness of their life. And in fact, it's not just the sin of the Gentiles, and this is the sad reality, we all struggle with many of these sins. We are all sinners, and that's what it says in Romans 3.23. And we all deserve God's wrath. We all desperately need the gospel. So if you look at Verses 26 through 32, you'll notice that Paul uses they 
them and the word those. And it's easy to think, isn't it in this life, to think, oh, those people. They're the ones who deal with the real sin. They're the ones who God is, you know, his wrath is really for them. And remember that <clears throat> he's not describing the difference between the really sinful people versus the less sinful people. He's describing here, beginning back in verse 18, <clears throat> all the way to the end of uh, chapter 2, the, the Gentiles and what they struggled with. And by the way, probably most of us here are Gentiles. And the sin that they struggled and... and those who are unbelievers who reject continually, continually God and his salvation. Okay, so point being made here is next week we're going to see that the Jewish people who had God's law, they didn't get off the hook so easily because Paul, we're going to see next week, they started condemning the Gentiles. And they said, you guys are really the, you know, we, we're keeping the law. We're pretty good. We go to church. We do, we're doing good stuff. And, and, and Paul's point, and we'll see it next week, is, yes, you are under God's wrath too because you fall into legalism. You are condemning others. And by the way, that's sin. And that, that's under the wrath of God. So that's all hard, hard stuff to grapple with, but it's true. Paul one way summarizes this in Romans 3.10, where he says, as it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. Again, said it. I'll say it again. We all struggle with sin. We are all deserving God's wrath. That's why we desperately need the gospel. So, Christian, uh, what is your response to today's scripture? You know, <clears throat> it's really to realize not to just make it easy for unbelievers and say, well, oh, your sin really isn't that dark. You're not really that much in the darkness. No, it's, it would be, the response would be, no. Here's the reality is, look, not just you, unbeliever, but me just equally, we all deserve God's wrath because of our sin. We all need a savior. And that you take the time to build the relationship with people who are in darkness. You don't avoid them. You don't just stay in our, our groups. We have wonderful community, and this is why we gather, so that we get encouraged and equipped and strengthened by the gospel. But... <laughs> The other six days in our life, we are to be sent out to be those who are, by our life and by our words, reflecting the light of the gospel and praying, God, please open their eyes, you know? And not jamming it down their throats, but showing them love. And when they're ready to hear 
the truth, give it. Give them the truth of the gospel. Give them what they need. They need to know. They've been wandering aimlessly in the darkness of their sin and having compassion on them. Okay, you got the, you've got the general idea here. And, and by the way, in being thankful, great, grateful that though we deserve wrath, we get his righteousness. Wow. <clears throat> okay, for if you today are not a Christian, and you may not want to hear this right now, <clears throat> the reality is there is a God. He created the world by the word of his power. Everything was created, including male and female, in his image. But male and female, Adam and Eve, and we, because we were in Adam, Adam and Eve fell into sin and into darkness. But God didn't leave them there. He sent, ultimately, a Savior, Jesus. And Jesus came and lived a perfect life. And on the cross, we know this to be true, he took the wrath of God and he declared at the end of his death, it is done, it is finished, the debt is paid in full. I, Lord, have taken the wrath that all my sons and daughters who believe in me deserve. Hallelujah, what a God. And by faith, you can simply, if you don't know this God, you can turn to him. You can, as you turn from your sins and say, yes, that's, that's aimless wandering. I'm tired. Or I'm, at least, I'm acknowledging I desire now to follow you, Jesus, and your word. I, I don't understand it all, but I, I trust that your word is true, as best I know it to be. And, and I, I put my faith in you. I pray that some of you are doing that right now, online, here in person, today. You know, my, my life changed and this was when I was a pastor, when I started to really realize how sinful my sin really was. I didn't really get it. This was back in around 1996, believe it or not. And I realized in those days that, that I deserved God's wrath as much as others. And I knew that conceptually from my, the, my seminary classes, but it became real to me in 1996. I realized, yes, I truly am a sinner. I am sorry, God, for my sins. And Lord, I thank you that I don't get your wrath. I get your righteousness. And I was changed by that even as a Christian realizing this, and I hope today that you are changed by the power, the wonder of the gospel of Christ. Thanks be to God. He is the one who gives us good news. The darkness of our sin makes gloriously bright how good is his good news. And we should humbly and boldly Ask, God, why? Why would you save me? You know, 
metaphorically, each one of us, at one point in our life, we're in that Ikea warehouse, trapped, wandering in complete darkness. And yet God appeared. And maybe he used an instrument of grace, a Christian or someone, to point you to the light. And when the light shined, you found the door to life. You trusted Christ. You were given life eternal. You were no longer separated from God, and now you are united with God, and you're growing in your union with one another, with his people. Thanks be to God. He placed the wrath of God on his perfect son rather than his imperfect sons and daughters. Isn't that good news? And it's because of his grace and mercy towards his people. Jesus' work both forgives all our sins and he credits places his perfect righteousness into our spiritual counts. Though we are completely undeserving of it, this is good news. When you understand this, not just it's a fact. It's sinking into my heart. I realize, Lord, I deserve death, wrath, punishment, but you gave me life. It will be a big wow moment. And you'll continue to have wows throughout your life every time you hear in a fresh way and hear it, the wonderful gospel of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us for this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at thevinecc.com, download our mobile app, or visit us on Facebook or Instagram at thevinecc. Have a great week.